Salam, peace. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Sana Akhtar, and I'm your host for the podcast. Today, I want to talk about the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, a man that is arguably the most influential person in history. More than 1,400 years has passed since he walked this earth, but his legacy is very alive to this day. Muhammad, peace be upon him, is lovingly referred to as a mercy for mankind. He was loved by his people for his impeccable character and for his kindness. Enemies would turn into friends because of his excellent demeanor towards them. Within the 23 years of his prophethood, he was able to change a place that was barren into a center of learning and prosperity. During this time, he vied for women's rights who previously did not have any. He freed slaves and placed an emphasis on the care and attention of orphans. He brought light and justice in a period of darkness. Muhammad, peace be upon him, swayed the destinies of millions of human beings and ultimately changed the course of history. In his book, The 100 Most Influential People in the World, Michael Hart listed Muhammad, peace be upon him, as number one. He was a significant religious, political, and military leader who helped unite Arabia under the new religion of Islam. I want to give some background on Muhammad, peace be upon him. Muhammad, peace be upon him, was born in 570 AD in the Arabian city of Mecca. As a young man, he would spend time praying to God in solitude in the cave of Hira. Although he was surrounded by idol worshippers, he held a firm belief in God. Muhammad was a merchant and shepherd in his younger days and didn't receive formal education. Both his parents died while he was young, and so he was raised by Abu Talib, who was his uncle. He received his first revelation from God at the age of 40 through the angel Gabriel. He was meditating in Cave Hera when this happened. The first revelation was commanding him to read, and the prophet responded that he could not read. It is recorded in chapter 96 of the Gracious Quran, verses 1 through 5. I will recite the verses in Arabic and then translate them into English. The verses revealed are as follows. اقرأ باسم ربك الذي خلق خلق الإنسان من علق اقرأ وربك الأكرم الذي علم بالقلم علم الإنسان ما لم يعلم Read O Prophet, in the name of your Lord who has created. He has created man from a clinging clot. Read, for your Lord is the most gracious one, who has taught by the pen, has taught man what he knows not. The first experience was a powerful one for the Prophet, peace be upon him. And it was the beginning of many revelations to come. The verses that were stated place emphasis on learning. The pen is noted as a sacred tool used to transcribe and empower. Reading and writing are thus sacred acts. It is also worth mentioning that the prophet was an unlettered man and was taught by God. Thus, this rejects the claim that he could have written the Quran. (laughs) 
Now that we have some background about the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, I want to delve into his characteristics. The first is that he was very compassionate. In the Quran, God says in chapter 21, verse 7, And we have not sent you, O Muhammad, except as a mercy to mankind. He was a prophet of mercy and compassion for all things and for all people, young and old, rich and poor. This was a big reason why so many people turned to him. The prophet was similar to a friend that cheers you up on a bad day. He could change the state of people's hearts and he was always full of empathy. He was in tune with his own emotions and feelings and was filled with compassion for others. In his book, With the Heart and Mind, a book on the moral and emotional intelligence of the Prophet, peace be upon him, author Mikhail Ahmed Smith affirms that his emotional intelligence is what allowed the Prophet to influence so many people. It was recorded by the scholar Bayhaki in Shu'ab al-Iman that the Prophet said in his narration, to love and to be loved by people is half of intelligence. It was this ability of the Prophet that allowed him to connect with people so deeply and inspire change in the hearts of others. It is this quality of emotional intelligence and regard for others that allows a nation to thrive. There is a story about an old woman who was a neighbor of the Prophet peace be upon him. She would irritate him by throwing garbage in his way every day. One day, when Prophet, peace be upon him, walked out of his home and she did not throw garbage on him, he inquired about her and he came to know that this old woman was sick. The Prophet went to visit her and offered any assistance or help that she might need. The old woman was extremely ashamed of her actions, and by seeing the example of the compassion of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, she became convinced that Islam must be a true religion. This proves that he was not vengeful, but rather merciful and compassionate. Time and time again, the Prophet returned bad manners with good manners. The Prophet, peace be upon him, has said, Every act of kindness is a sadaqah, or a charity. This was recorded in the books of Bukhari and Muslim. The Prophet loved children. Anas bin Malik said that I never saw anyone who was more compassionate towards children than Allah's messenger, peace be upon him. Anas bin Malik was a devoted young servant of the messenger. And when asked about the Prophet's treatment towards him, Anas said, I served Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, for 10 years. When I made mistakes, he didn't even ask me, why did you do that? This was also recorded in the books of Bukhari and Muslim. The Prophet was kind to animals and he was kind to the poor. He advised the youth of society to behold the elders in respect. He ordered Muslims to treat the poor with respect and dignity. He, the Prophet, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, He is not a perfect Muslim who eats well and his neighbors go hungry. After the coming of Islam, charity or zakat was mandated on all Muslims.
There's a great importance of giving to the needy, which was instated by the Prophet. It is now a pillar of faith for a Muslim to give 2.5% of their wealth to charity. As recorded in the book of Bukhari, every Muslim has to give in charity. I'm excited to welcome a guest on my podcast. Her name is Mariam Huck. Mariam is a Chicago native and has been a practicing Muslim all her life. She's going to be sharing with us some of the ways in which the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, has influenced her life. Hi, Mariam. Welcome to our podcast. Hi, Sana. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Um, so I want to ask you a few questions regarding the Prophet Muhammad. Um, I wanted to ask you, what do you think makes him the most influential person in history? Um, that's a great first question. Um, I think just throughout the test of time, I think a lot of what he stood for are things that are still so relevant um, in our society today. Um, I think if you look at the history, there's just so much indicating how he um, was an advocate for women's rights, how he was an advocate for equality among races, um, how he was a pioneer for social justice. Um, and so I, lot, I see a lot of like some of the issues that we have today that um, were addressed, you know, 1400 years ago in Arabia that are still like relevant. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I still, when I, when I read the Sira and I read the Hadiths, I still find a lot of relevancy in, in my life today. Thank you. That was a really elaborate, um, you know, way that you put it. Um, along those lines, what is one example you try to follow of the Prophet Muhammad in your daily life? Um, great question. I, I There's so many examples to choose from. I think one of the things um, that stays with me, I feel like a lot of people know him as, um, you know, a political leader, obviously a prophet, um, you know, a, a, you know, somebody that really helped expand um, like the Islamic empire. But I think if you look at his daily living, there's so many examples of just being like kind um, human being. Um, I think in particular, um, just the way that he treated women, the way that he treated his his wives. There's so much, so many examples. Um, you know, I recently got married and I know that my husband and I both look towards the seerah of the prophet on examples of how to interact with each other. Um, you know, he he was someone that was playful with, with, with his wives, that he would joke around. He was very loving and affectionate and he would show that. Um, those aren't really mm-hmm. necessarily things to think of when you think of a prophet. Um, and, and, and vice versa, his wives were, you know, comfortable to tell him how he how they were feeling. Um, they would tell him when they were upset, when they were happy. Um, and I think it's something that I always think about is, is the way that he interacted with his wives and how important, um, you know, it is for just Muslim men and Muslim women to kind of emulate those relationships. Nice. Yeah, I think that that's a very good point that you brought up, that he was very human and um, very kind and compassionate to everyone that he associated with, um, Mm -hmm. along with his family life. It was very evident. Um, So the last question I want to ask, and you're doing really well so far, um, is what is the um, topmost quality that you admire when you read the seerah of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him? Um, I think that there's just so many examples of 
um, just patience and, and sort of like this unwavering faith in, in, in God. And I think it's, it's one of the, those things that um, it's so hard with a lot of the things that are going on today, especially everything that's happening with, with the virus and all the uncertainty of the future. Um, I think it's caught, you know, it's obviously causing a lot of anxiety and panic and, you know, faith is something that helps get me through that. And so when I look to the examples of the prophet, peace be upon him, um, and just the way that he had patience, um, you know, uh, along his journey of prophethood, um, I think it's something extremely inspirational. It, it, there was this, there was this idea or this concept of that God, you know, God always has you. And, and I think it's something that um, gives me a lot of peace and comfort when I think about, um, and it's something that I always try to remember. That's a very good um, quality that you mentioned. And yes, throughout the Sira, there's definitely a lot of moments that showcase the patience that the prophet had, even against the people that persecuted him and the Muslims. He had patience with them as well. <clears throat> I think you brought up some really good points and some not noteworthy points for those um, who are listening and especially are seeking lessons um, to, to um, like follow, especially like you mentioned during these times of, of uh, you know, and during the COVID. Um, and I think you brought up some really good points um, as far as, as his kindness and gave examples from your own life um, in which, you know, you derived a lot of lessons from the Sierra. So thank you so much for, um, you know, joining me today. Thank you. And um, yeah, thank you so much. I hope to maybe have you on again sometime. Sounds good. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thank you, Mariam. Take care. Mariam brought up some very good points about the character of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, how, and how he influences the day-to-day -day life of Muslims. She brought up examples from her marriage and how she feels that Islam has really elevated the status of women. We will now move on to other characteristics of the Prophet, peace be upon him. character was inspiring. Even before he became the prophet, he was given the name Asadik al-Amin, the truthful, the trustworthy. He was so trustworthy that his enemies trusted him with their precious goods. He warned his people against lying, breaking their word, and breaching their trust. He was reliable in all matters. Trustworthiness is a cornerstone belief and one that is taught in the Quran. In chapter 4, verse 58, it is stated, God commands you to give the trust to the charger of those qualified for them, and when, when you judge between men, to judge with justice. How excellent is the teaching which he gives you. Truly God is all-hearing, all-seeing. When he became prophet, people wanted to believe in him from the get-go simply because of his nature and because he was a truthful man. When the first revelation came to the prophet, his wife Khadija believed right away. Also her cousin Waraka bin Nofal, who was a Christian scholar, said, Muhammad is a truthful man. What he saw is that which occurs at the beginning of prophethood. The angel who came to him is Gabriel, who also came to Moses and Jesus. 
Muhammad will be a prophet. If I live long enough to witness his declaration of prophethood, I will believe in him and support him. This was stated in the book, book of Bukhari. He was a reformer who called to illuminate the way for humanity. According to M. Fethullah Gulen in his book, Prophet Muhammad Aspects of His Life, it is written that people were waiting for one who would breathe life into the world. His coming was predicted by numerous sources, including that of a monk named Bahira. Prophets were sent as examples to be followed consciously. In the chapter called The Cattle, God told his messenger, Those are they whom God has guided, so follow their guidance. Those who were in the Divine Presence attained the highest rank of humanity. In the words of Ibrahim Haki, God declared that he could not be contained by the heavens and earth. He can be known and reached only through the hearts. Those who follow the guidance are touched by him in their innermost selves, the heart, the soul, or conscience. Prophet Muhammad left the Quran and his teachings to show us how to live a life in a God-conscious way, in which we honor God, honor each other, and honor ourselves. In leading people to the service of God, he gave them a higher purpose. He gave women rights. It was a common custom in Arab culture to celebrate the birth of a boy. But when a daughter was born, it was viewed as a sad day. Girls were even buried alive. The Prophet, peace be upon him, totally changed this attitude and he raised the status of women. Prophet, peace be upon him, called her a blessed woman whose first child is a daughter. He also said, Anyone who upbrings two daughters with love and affection and also did not favor his sons over his daughters, he shall enter paradise. For women, the rights are many. When she gets married, she is given a dowry. She's not required to share this dowry and is free to do with it whatever she wishes. According to several sources, Muhammad consulted women and weighed their opinions seriously. Many prominent women of Arabia engaged in commercial transactions were encouraged to seek knowledge and they were both teachers and students during the Islamic period. Muhammad, Muhammad peace be upon him's last wife Aisha, was a well-known authority in medicine, history, and rhetoric. The wives of the Prophet are known as the mothers of the believers, and they are given a high status within Islamic tradition. This is according to OxfordIslamicStudies.com. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, also abolished slavery. He cared very much about human rights. In pre-Islamic era, slaves were treated very badly. Islam banned the mistreatment of slaves and stressed the importance of kindness and compassion towards them. Islam made freeing slaves a virtuous act. Slaves were given a status, they were given power and respect. He was an excellent orator. His sayings or hadith are recorded verbatim in books. During that time, eloquence and speech was valued. Poets were revered. 
the prophet was able to use a few words to convey deep and vast meaning. His speech was not harsh, and he never told a lie. His wife Aisha, peace be upon her, said he would speak in such a manner that had a person wanted to count his words, he would have been able to do so. One man at the time of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, described his speech as such. They were neither too much nor too few. His speech was compendious and his words were distinguished. This is recorded in Tirmidhi 2.25. God spoke to the Prophet directly. In the Quran it says, And thus we reveal to you a spirit of our command. You did not know what the scripture was, nor what the faith, but we have made it a light whereby we guide whom we will of our servants, and indeed you guide humanity to a straight way of salvation. This is in chapter 42, verse 52. The climate of Arabia prior to the advent of Islam was one of lawlessness. There was no government or political organization. The only protection one could find was within his own tribe. This led to intertribal wars. The period before the coming of Muhammad was a period of ignorance. Idol worshipping was rampant. Monotheism was not a common way of life. The Prophet was a military genius. One of the famous battles is known as the Battle of Badr. In this battle, under Muhammad, peace be upon him's command, the outnumbered Muslims were able to defeat the Meccans. The Muslims were only 313, while the Meccans were 1,000 in number. Under the tutelage of Prophet Muhammad, he garnered their confidence and was able to defeat such a large army with his small-numbered army. The Prophet was a peace activist and he was able to unite people. In 622 AD, because of hostility, the Muslims migrated to Medina. This is known as the Hijra and it signifies the beginning of the Islamic calendar. While in Medina, he united many tribes. He became an adept leader and gained the trust of the various tribal leaders. The Treaty of Hudaybiyah in 628 AD, 1400 Muslims went to Mecca to perform Umrah, which is the lesser pilgrimage in Mecca, but they were turned back when they reached the outskirts of the city. Following the treaty, the city would be cleared so that the Muslims could peacefully perform it the following year. There was a peace contract signed between, Medi between Medina, which was re represented by the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and the Quraysh tribe of Mecca. It ensured that there would be 10 years of peace in which neither party would interfere with one another and that the Muslims could come peacefully to Mecca to perform the pilgrimage. After signing this treaty, the Quraysh of Medina no longer saw Muhammad, peace be upon him, as a fugitive from Mecca. Also, Medina was seen as an independent Islamic state. It is also allowed it also allowed the Muslims in Mecca to practice Islam openly. This contract of Hudaybiyah was violated after two years by the Quraysh. The, their leader, whose name was Abu Sufyan, was involved in that. He was one of the enemies of Prophet Muhammad. 
The Muslims, after hearing of this, took together an army of 10,000 and headed towards Mecca. The leaders of the Quraysh surrendered when they saw the Muslims. Abu Sufyan and the Meccans were afraid that the Muslims would retaliate because they broke the contract. But the response of Prophet Muhammad was the direct opposite of retaliation. It was forgiveness. The Prophet said, Those who shelter in the Kaaba are safe. Those who shelter in the house of Abu Sufyan are safe. And those who remain confined to their houses are also safe. The army of Muhammad, peace be upon him, went into Mecca peacefully, reclaiming the Kaaba by cleansing it of all 360 idols. The Prophet forgave everyone for all the trouble that they had caused and the persecutions. And many of these Meccans accepted Islam. Although he could have had all the riches at his feet, the Prophet Muhammad chose to live a life of simplicity and humility. He spent hours at night praying out of gratitude towards God. His wife said that they would remain for an entire month without ever kindling a fire to cook food on, and a lot of times there was only dates and water to consume. This is a Hadith recorded in the book of Tirmidhi 370. I want to share some of the sayings of the Prophet Muhammad. Strive always to excel in virtue and truth. The strongest among you is he who controls his anger. He is not a true believer who eats his fill while his neighbor is hungry. A good man treats women with honor. Seek knowledge from cradle to the grave. The Prophet led an extraordinary life. He was the greatest influencer in all of human history. He was a reformer, a religious leader, a military strategist, a caring family man. He cared for orphans and he cared for the needy. In a famous hadith, he states, I have only been sent to perfect good moral character. This is what he demonstrated throughout his life. He was persistent in teaching humanity about the oneness of God. He cared deeply for humanity and that is why his name is praised to this day. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Tune in next time.